everybody. Today in the Horror Podcast, we have special guest Malik Vital on to talk about his newest movie, Body Cam, which came out earlier this week. Body Cam is a supernatural thriller that follows a police officer named Renee, played by the incomparable Mary J. Blige, as she investigates a rash of other police shootings and killings. Vital talks about the politics of the film, working with Blige, and the incredible creature design of the film. Enjoy. What the hell happened to the street lights? Grab the big light, check the north side. Put your hands in the air now! any trouble relating to people? No, I can't even explain what I saw. I'm going to recommend you return to active duty. Come on, man. It's a neighborhood store. You're not going nowhere. Down on your knees, hands above your head. Is that complaint? 18 out of 7, code 2. Requesting backup. Proceed with extreme caution. Take it from here. It doesn't make any sense. They found their guy. Just leave it alone. Look, I need you in or out. All these things that keep happening, they mean something. Thanks so much for coming on the Horror Podcast, and congratulations on Body Cam. It's a heck of a film. Uh, one of the most important questions I think we uh, would love answered from you, the movie feels overtly political, kind of from the beginning. Can you talk about how politics kind of played a role in the message that you wanted to craft and, and how Body Cam, Body Cam came into existence? Yeah, thank you so much for uh, supporting and having uh, having me on. You know, I came on in the film, um, the producers shared the script with me early on, and, um, you know, I was fortunate to kind of be brought on board by them in the studio, and we developed it and kind of moved it to where you where you see it now. Um, you know, the, the main... Um, access point that brought me in was the main character, Renee, who's played by Mary J. Blige, who who ended up being, you know, perfect for the role because, you know, she lets the audience into herself and she's such a gifted storyteller, but she still has this mysterious side of her that none of us have ever seen. So it's kind of twofold. We're able to kind of see this new side of her, but then also get to unveil this whole kind of other world that she's dealing with. Um, and, you know, for me, I think this, the the elements that we really wanted to kind of expose were the um, the parents that deal with all sides of um, these conversations of these, you know, tough industries like, you know, law enforcement. Like, who are, who are the parents and the mothers that deal with kind of some of the tragedies that happen on both sides of, um, altercations that happen because of 
Um, the image of the mother, especially as grieving mother, as one who sees a child dies through tragic consequences or tragic actions, plays a really significant role uh, in the movie. Can you talk to us a little bit about how you developed that particular image or how that image shaped the rest of the movie? Yeah, you know, the story's really about Mary J. Blige's character trying to find a way to kind of pull herself together after her own, like, personal family struggles. Mm -hmm. um, and then while doing that on the job, and, you know, I think in our story we wanted to just be clear in showing that, you know, we all have these things at home that may affect how we do our work. Um, but, you know, in, in larger life, it's like, Everyone, and no matter what industry they are, they're kind of, you are a product of what you've lived through in your life. Um, and this is just kind of like a larger um, reflection of that. And we wanted our character to kind of really share that. And I think, you know, she's dealing with something and then, you know, there's other mothers in the film that are also dealing with something. And we just wanted to be mindful so that whoever saw this film, no matter what side they're on, they feel like they are seen and respected. Um, and that, that was a huge thing for our, our whole team is to just make sure that we respected the mothers on all sides of this conversation. Yes, excellent. I think one of the most powerful themes of this particular movie is how critical rage through revenge can be. And it seems like in our modern day politics, we feel feckless, we feel out of control. And in that way, these movies that embrace revenge as, you know, uh, as terror and as horror can really open us up to an avenue of retaking and reclaiming some of that power. Can you talk to us a little bit about how body cam really uses revenge as a way to give power back? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's one of the toughest things in our culture is because, you know, it's how do you turn something into, um, uh, help you grow. And we're, that's not something that's often, um, It's not like uh, we don't we don't make that a priority in our culture, you know. It's we all often think of ourselves as individuals, and when we think of ourselves as individuals, then we kind of go out and um, don't operate in terms of you know the community. And you know, for this, our character Renee is kind of riding a fine line where it's very clear that she's very focused on her service first. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and with that service, she's trying to service herself, too. And in a way, her journey becomes a journey of, like, redemption, of, like, trying to find a way to redeem herself and also redeem the name, the good name of some of the people that are very focused on service. Um, and I think that is something that shouldn't be lost in this conversation of there's a lot of people that, you know, they – they're out there doing really good, solid work. Even like, you know, you look at people that are in the court systems, you know, people that are 
you know, just and social services. But you know, every once in a while, people come from different backgrounds and they have different principles, and they kind of, you know, yeah. act more individual manner, and that's that's when things kind of slide um, slide out of control. Yeah, I think that's really well put, uh, and kind of opens the door to what I found to be one of the, the more fascinating aspects of Brene. I, I think we look at the conflict between police officers and, uh, you know, the African-American communities oftentimes um, in opposition, but Brene represents this kind of intersectionality of the two. Can you talk some yeah. how you developed that complexity with Mary J. Blige and, you know, how that ended up? Uh, with the Bridget character that we got? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, that's why Mary ended up being the perfect person for this role because, like you said, she can kind of cross over where she's loved by the culture, but then also it's complicated if she is a police officer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's one of those roles that's hard to commit to because we know how everyone feels about law officials right now but to her credit she came in and you know brought all of her talents and allowed the audience into that mysterious side of her that we don't normally get to see um and that's what's so exciting about watching this film is like it's a whole new mary that you kind of never really after all these years if i ask you like some signature traits of hers you'll say a couple songs but you don't really truly know, but after you watch this film, you're going to be like, wow, you'd be blown away. Um, and that's kind of, we wanted to ride that balance, especially knowing how this takes on a little bit of a larger conversation mm-hmm. with, within an entertaining um, module. So, you know, it's, it's a little bit of both. We wanted to make it entertaining, but also make sure that it's a complete meal. Malik, I think that's really well put and kind of leads me to my next question which is really heavy on the horror. Uh, Oren, who is our co-host here at the Horror Pod Class, wanted me to make sure to ask you about the really stellar and interesting creature design. When we finally see the creature at the end of Body Cam, he's got a real distinct kind of shimmy and shudder to him, especially in the upper torso. So it made both of us kind of think, uh, is there any way that the horror of the real life of what eventually became the creature influenced the way that the creature uh, moved and was as a supernatural being? Specifically, we wanted to know like about the bag over the head and whether or not that played into the creature design. Well, you know, without giving too much away about the narrative... Um, <laughs> I think, you know, one of the things that was interesting to us is finding something that felt like we couldn't comprehend it. Oh, okay. And uh, I think, you know, we want we want the audience to kind of be in, in Renee's perspective, the whole movie, of trying to figure out this mystery. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the, the suspense comes along with, like, figuring out exactly what this thing is because we never can really get a hold of it until the end and I think that's you know part of the pleasure of watching it so you know for us we did want to make it a reflection of some of her own personal um, griefs but also some of the other 
uh, a reflection of some of the other stuff that's happening in the film. Um, and it ends up kind of riding a nice balance of allowing the audience to kind of create what it is. So it's it's interesting to hear you say your version of it because, you know, that that is perfect because, you know, I've heard a bunch of different iterations of it. And, you know, someone said to me earlier, oh, you, I I could tell the perspective of, you know, the supernatural entity was in the drone and watching him and you know it just it's 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 all over the film and we wanted to mainly allow the audience to create this in their own head as they're watching so it makes the audience become an active participant very good so how much of the the creature design the monster design was you did you have some uh, like creative design help on the side too. Can you talk a little bit about that collaborative process? Yeah, that, that was, um, you know, that was done over the course of development and pre-production with different artists and makeup artists and performers. And then in the end with um, some practical effects on sets and then enhanced by just a touch of, of digital artistry later so it's a combination of everything um, and the main point is we wanted to try to make sure we did as much on set as possible so that our performers could really kind of respond to um, to the supernatural element and so that kind of really helped us you know so I think you know most most of the scares and um, thrills that you see in the, in the film are things that we actually did on set, which was fun yeah. to do. But it, it also, you know, you get a, a more uh, you get a, a very realistic reaction from people based <laughs> off of that. Very cool. So I, I absolutely love Imperial Dreams too, but th- this is unabashedly a, a genre film. You know, like. Yeah. Uh, can you talk some? Uh, have you been a fan of genre films, and, and you know, we're we're eager to kind of uh, put the same kind of weighty message behind the genre film, or you know, was this something brand new, and you were up to the challenge? You know, I I probably um, to be really honest, <laughs> when I was younger, I just I just I don't know why I said that, but when I was when I was um, <laughs> When I was younger, I just watched a lot of like action adventure, whatever thriller films, and there was no genre to me. It was just like what I really enjoyed. So I remember watching over and over again, like Indiana Jones or like Aliens. All right, well that'll about do it. Thanks again, Malik, for coming on the program and talking real briefly with us uh, about your new flick, Body Cam. Body Cam came out on Wednesday, and you can check it on VOD on every major platform. Thanks again, best of luck, and we'll see you back in the